Record. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have such a dinner after this. <laughs> Hello. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And welcome to uh, to tonight's podcast on tr- uh, the second episode of the second season, Orion Pax, part two. Uh, this one first aired Yay, February 25th, more uh, 2012. And, more uh, written- Pax, more furious. And written by Margaret Scott. <gasps> Yay! As her like second it. episode uh, for the show. So, I guess Prime does a lot of having people, different people writing multiple parts of the same multi-parter. Yes, that's... That just seems that, weird. That exclu- I think they're all sort of on, like, the main staff, so it's probably like a writer's room kind of thing, where we're all, like, discussing the sort of beats we're all gonna hit. Yeah, but... Well, didn't didn't Beast Wars kind of do that? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I think so. Oh. I mean, usually the two-parters were written by one, like, I think often one was Bob, one was Larry. Yeah, that doesn't really count, yeah, because like, they're, they're like, trivial. that's what uh, they do. They may be the same entity. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I've seen them in different, I've seen them both in the same place at the same time. I'm I'm thinking it's like a rack and ruin kind of thing. (laughs) They're just fused at the shoulders. (laughs) Or they're like a duocon. Aw, that'd be pretty cool. Galvatron, that Bob is going to crash into that Larry. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're going to merge into one showrunner. I don't know. Oh, Maybe I'm terrible. just old-fashioned, by which I mean thinking about G1, where, you know, usually it was all the same writer. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to insist on, I don't know, duocon erasure there. No, no. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but back in my day, you didn't have an airplane land on a tank and have it turn into a single robot. <laughs> uh, so, previously- I know that's not politically correct to say. <laughs> Uh, and and don't get me started on six changers. It's not natural. <laughs> All those modes are just a box with different doodads on it anyway. And nobody's going to say it out loud. Oh. That spaceship mode is clearly a gun turned upside down. I th- you mean submarine. <laughs> was it a submarine? I thought it was. It, it was a submarine. It's same thing for that new shockwave. No, it's the, yeah. the oh, new... Uh, oh, that new shockwave looks... The new awesome. six shot... They, instead of having a gun mode, he had a spaceship mode that was just his gun mode turned upside down. Yes, I, I think they did say that. Yeah, I think it was submarine, it? though. Submarine, yeah. Was I, it? I think so, okay, because fine. submarine is funnier. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I don't know. I like I like spaceship because I like excusing spaceship designs by pointing out that anything can move. Like, aerodynamics don't matter in zero gravity. <laughs> Recently uncovered, there were like plans for like more six changers, and, and one of them turned into a chocobo. What? Which was adorable. That's like a. Well, it was like a chicken mode. Oh, okay. This sounds like a a car robots Megatron thing. <laughs> like we're just gonna rearrange these bits into this bit, and uh, uh, it's kind of like this one thing now. We're just going to make a Maybe, toy that's it- extremely heavily jointed. Has some wheels and some places and some wings and some animal heads and just go go to town. Yeah, hand mode. That's at least 
That's great. At least the the line art designs of it look better than Quick Switch, who half his modes don't look like anything but a brick. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a brick with a pointy end. That's a boat. I mean, <laughs> six shot sun Quick Switch. Uh, yes. So anyway, speaking of turning from either the side of good or the side of evil, previously on Transformers Prime, uh, Optimus Prime has lost his memory via the use of the Matrix and is now uh, merely amnesiac librarian Orion Pax, who believes that Megatron is still his best bud. It's very cute. He's very <laughs> cute and and nerdy. Meanwhile, Jack is the chosen one and Starscream is a dick. I I think that there definitely well, should have he's been He's a an... dick, but he's a dick furthering It is Optimus plot? Prime here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like from Prime Problem. Yes. So he just busts in, he's all like, Optimus Prime, what what the frick are you doing here? But uh, who who's a Optimus Prime? I'm who just the hell's this... Optimus Prime? I'm just this uh this deep voiced uh, librarian, Orion Pax. <laughs> <laughs> So he, Starscream eventually figures this out, and he's all, oh, uh, yeah, no, you just look like this guy I know, Optimus Prime. Yeah. That's crazy. He's, he's totally like, I feel like just the name Prime seems like it should be significant enough that it's like, like somebody saying, oh no, you just look like this person I know named President someone. It's like, <laughs> that, that seems important. Starscream rolls with this really quickly to the point where I think he's used to this kind of role playing happening on the Nemesis. He he <laughs> took some improv courses. I feel like all the Decepticons took some improv courses because again, like I said before, Megatron is really good at this. <laughs> so, okay, so you're you're Orion Pax. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> How can, how can I work my how can I work my James Mason impression into this? <laughs> uh, we need a location. We need something involving a horse head. <laughs> okay, we have a horse head. Uh, where are we uh, doing this? ERP. Something? <laughs> uh, listen, everything in this conversation is made up, and the points do not matter. Anyway, before he can uh, oh, pull some more scenes oh, out of a no, hat. you've derailed. That's nice, but you've derailed my brain. Now I'm just wondering what Transformers would be best at whose line is it anyway? <laughs> also, oh, I... That's going to bug me forever. I feel like Orion here is just like, Megatron wouldn't lie to me. Like, <laughs> uh... Have you met him? Yeah. Oh, Starscream has a, a massive laugh yes. at that. Yeah, I mean, that's better than saying Starscream would never betray me, but <laughs> still, <laughs> Megatron wouldn't lie to me. He's my buddy, my pal. 
So anyway, he uh, Starscream has to gets attacked by Viacons. They have a dogfight in the hallway of the ship. Like as you do. Do not dogfight in these hallways. Like, it really seems very dangerous. You really do not. You should not be flying through the halls of the ship. Like their angles it's, and intersections. Lots of turns, but. Starscream is even like sky surfing on one of the Viacons indoors. It's, he's he's real. It's real sky surfer strike force. No, it is never that. <laughs> Nothing is ever that. Uh, this is where I remind you all that uh, that show had a guy named Sore Loser, and it was spelled S O A R. No, uh. no, no, it's not okay. None of this is okay. Speaking of things that are not okay, we go back to the Autobot base where Ratchet is somehow trying to implement Miko's idea in just pumping enough juice into the ground bridge that it will become a space bridge. Yes. He's being very subtle about this. Yep. Oh, so, poor Raph, though. Raph's like, are you... Yeah, well, he's he's going to help him out, but he's going to he's got like a, a remote control car and he's going to use that as their test subject. I don't know if they're like testing it with... For to send Jack as well, they should put like a hamster in there or something. But first, Ratchet no, doesn't no. even want to admit no, to Raph that that's actually what he's doing, and then yes. Raph tries to give him this motivational speech about like how he didn't want to climb the rope oh. in gym class, and Ratchet is like, "I don't see what this has to do with gym class." <laughs> it's like Ratchet, you're terrible. What does any of this have to do with gym class? <laughs> Oh. And and I'll, it's such a ridiculous line that that he commits. To. <laughs> and I, I have a question: Is that? I mean, you guys are a little older than me. Did you have to do the rope climbing yeah, thing in climbing gym class? The rope? Yeah, like not all the time, but it was like part of like the national fitness or something or other. I think okay. happened like once or twice a year. I never. I like climbing the rope. It was we fun. never, I never did actually that. Actually, had to do it, but I do remember like one school that I went to during a period when we moved around a bit actually had the ropes, but we never actually got around to using them because I don't know. We were sixth oh. graders, and maybe by then we were too heavy. Yeah, I think I, I think that was not a thing in Canada, or at least not by like the nineties. Isn't there like we did not do that. Isn't there like something on the Goldbergs about like the rope climbing? I, mean, I think it's, it was. It, oh, there better be. That's I mean, it, it's a thing I've only ever seen on TV. Ah, it's a thing that happened. Yes, I miss doing it. I used to be able to climb like a monkey when I was a small child. Ah, give me a tree with some bendy branches. I was up that sucker. So uh, <laughs> anyway, at this point, you know, Ratchet is talking about how the Decepticons have all the good space bridge engineers, and uh, he's 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 like one sentence away from wishing we had the other bulkhead. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, so back at the uh, back of the Nemesis, the Starscream, you know, blasts his way out, but then also gets shot in his jet butt and just <laughs> crashes to the ground. Poor guy. No, in his foot, his poor foot. Aww. It's always, foot. It's always that guy's foot. Poor guy. His poor foot. So anyway, Megatron drops in. Ryan's all, hey, uh, you said Starscream was dead, but that was just Starscream. Well, yes, uh, he's dead to me. To me. <laughs> because he defected I mean, the Autobots. <laughs> to be fair, they haven't, apparently haven't seen Starscream in months. Why would he expect that maybe Starscream would choose this day to drop by to steal some Energon cubes? It's kind of fair. Oh, I mean, who could ever anticipate that Starscream would drop by at the least convenient time? Yes. But also, hmm. 
he does a very good job of of pulling the whole oh i meant he's dead to me <laughs> oh Me- megatron has is definitely a member of the upright citizens brigade <laughs> good job good job megatron but unfortunately the the seed of doubt has been planted and uh, prime is all, huh optimus prime huh Oh, he's the leader of the evil Autobots, but he told me Ratchet was leader of the evil Autobots. And also, this uh, there's this robot here who's kind of scary looking. That's kind of scary looking. It turns out that's actually like the line art or whatever for Ultra Magnus. Yeah, yeah. I noticed it looked very Ultra Magnus-y. Who we're going to yeah, see later this season. <gasps> oh. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, you know, Bulkhead uh, gets back. They, you know... He's been scouting out. He has no idea where the space bridge is. Um, but hey, we're getting in a, a distress signal. It's a, it's for me, Ratchet, and it's from Starscream. <gasps> so it turns out that Starscream, you know, he, his leg is all messed up. And this is going to be, um, it's kind of like when like a gangster gets shot and they have to go to like a sketchy vet. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, I want glowy blue blood. It's it's very, it looks very striking. The glowy blue blood. It's like he's a predator or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's all, hey, come alone. Yeah, but you never see a predator complaining and whining while leaning against a rock. So whiny. Well, I guess we always, are we, I, maybe we just always see the jock predator. Well, I mean, that is how we see the predator at the end of Predator, except instead of like weakly, meekly begging for help, he's like, laughing his weird Peter Cullen alien laugh and yeah. <laughs> uh blowing up his giant nuke. As you do. So anyway, he's all, yeah, come alone, bring a medical kit, I have information about Optimus. And so, <laughs> and so, Ratchet comes uh with Bulkhead, because, hey, uh, you know, I'm not coming alone because you're friggin' Starscream. You're obviously gonna betray me. Yeah, he was like, I told you to come alone, and Ratchet's just like, no. No. Yeah, no. No. What, what are you going to do about it? Bleed all over me? <laughs> because yeah, Ratchet, he's, he's real cold here. He's 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 doing he's real uh, real Herbert West. Yes. Yeah. Well, Herbert so, West okay, would okay, have so, chopped a few bits off of Starscream. Well, yes. He, he's all about the glowy fluids, though. Well, yeah. So he starts screams all, "Okay, okay. So you know, fix me, and I'll tell you." And he's all, "No, tell us, and we'll fix you." And what fair. are you going to do about it? Okay, okay. So uh, Optimus Prime, he thinks he's Orion Pax. He starts to tell him information, but it's yeah. information they already have. Yeah, yeah. no, we, we saw the last episode. We know all of that. <laughs> do you have any information that we actually need? So, hey, do you, do you, how about, you know, if you know anything about the space bridge, tell us. And if you don't, we're just going to leave you here to rot. Starscream doesn't want to be left to ride. And he's like, wait, wait, they finished the space bridge? Without me? me? (laughs) (laughs) They went on that trip without me? Well, he says without his supervision. Yes, Yes, without his supervision. And yes, I I like that uh, he's all, well, here, this is where it hurts, Doctor. (laughs) Yes. As soon as he sees that he has something useful, he just turns into an obnoxious little shit, as he is. <laughs> oh, he is a hilarious sleaze. I love him. <sighs> yes. 
And so they, uh, they, I guess they fix him up because that's it for Starscream in this episode. And so, uh, they get back to the base and they're all, okay, you know, we know, we, we know where the space bridge is now. We're going to take it over and we're going to send Jack and RC is going with him. J- June is still not thrilled with this. Yeah. Nope. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely, she definitely does not trust them to understand how soft and squishy humans are. Yeah. Although, I mean, Fowler is all for this. He's all, hey, I, you know, I know some guys in NASA. They, they can probably whip up a teen sized spacesuit <laughs> somehow. I mean, he's pretty small. He's not even like a big teenager. No, you might even say he's small S-M-O-L. Yes, no, oh, that's Raph. Yeah, that's true. That's Raph. That kid, that kid is teensy. He's so cute. <laughs> he doesn't have knees. <laughs> well, okay. Just bobbling around on his stumps like dwarf. Aww. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a deep cut. That is a deep, deep cut. That is to the bone. Anyway, so they so they get to this uh, this ground bridge, which is in an energon mine, and it is it is murder o'clock because That's they're RC's favorite time. Well, not just RC, but uh, Bulkin. Like a guy gets his head crushed between his wrecking balls. That guy's brains just went out his nose. Yes. Yeah, there, there's more like just poor innocent construction worker vehicles like. All the rank and five vehicles are just murdered left and right in the series, and it, it, the more I see it, the less it, it feels right. It feels creepy. I mean, these guys are like, wor- these guys. Not, I think these are military drones. guys. These guys they kill. Well, admittedly, these guys probably some of them were standing around. The drill, also, but- I understand now why they keep the rescue bots away from these Autobots. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd be a bad influence. Murder hobos. Yes. yes. <laughs> We are going to have to get around to a little rescue bots one of these days. Oh, we should. Ah, Toulouse-Lautrec. That, that, my brain just rewound to Raph. Raph should play Toulouse-Lautrec in a movie. <laughs> Lust for bots. So, uh, so I guess it's a good thing RC didn't kill Starscream several episodes ago. Yes. Yeah, he came in handy, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, we get a bit of that when, uh, RC's all, hey, you know, where'd, uh, where'd you find out about this? Uh, where'd you get this intel? And, uh, Ratchet's all uh, a reliable source. <laughs> Someone. Definitely not the guy who you've sworn to murder. <laughs> nope, nope, definitely anybody but that guy. It was from Fowler? <laughs> it was from Bar Team. Yeah. <laughs> Spa- it was Some from other- Space Yell? <laughs> Sunshout? Ulktar. Ulktar. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, sorry, it was Blitzwing. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> as, yeah, as, as, a, as a very, very brief side story, uh, at BotCon one one time, I was talking to Guido Guidi, and he was referencing a picture of Starscream that he had, and he used his Italian name, and then had to correct himself. Uh, that is, uh, is it, it's a, it's a Star Scream. I don't know what his Italian <laughs> name is. It's like I think it's Estrella something, mm. but 
it was enough that I recognized that he was calling him by his Italian name because Guido Guidi is very Italian and then had to correct himself. I was like, oh man, international fandom is great. Uh. So yeah, they, uh, they, they take over this thing, but, uh, uh oh, they've, uh, in comes, uh, Breakdown, who's radioing in to check in on them. And they know, yeah, okay, Bulkhead, you know, he's heard Bulkhead before. And even though Bulkhead offers to make his voice lower or higher. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> I, I appreciate Bulkhead. that while Kevin Michael Richardson is a good voice actor, Bulkhead is not. Yes. Yes, and and he does a good job of making playing a character who is not. And he know he's met Ratchet that one time. So, uh, come in, Agent Fowler. I hope you've seen the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, so the uh, the I think maybe not the last Star Wars RPG book set they did, but a, a little while back. Uh, that was, a picture of that was basically, like, the example of failing a persuasion check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, good good news, because Fowler rolled boxcars. Yes. Somehow. (laughs) Or whatever the D&D equivalent of boxcars is. Well, okay. In I guess that'd be a natural it, 20. Yeah, it would natural be a natural 20. 20. Okay. D- d- double ones would be like if you're trying to roll under in a 2d6 system, I guess. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, right. so, uh, it, it, It's just like, breakdown's just so affable with it. It was like, oh, oh it's nice. You're doing your job. Thanks for the good yeah, work. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he does the Harrison Ford. Uh, yeah, we're, we're fine here. How are you? And there is a great. <laughs> facial expression on Fowler as he yeah. realizes that that was a real bad idea. <laughs> that was not what a thing to say. But luckily, it turns out the breakdown is a real chill dude because he's, oh, you know, doing great. Uh, you know, no, it's, uh, no, it's rough down there. You guys keep up the good work. Yes. So it turns out that breakdown, an evil space robot, is a better person than Adam Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So they uh, they deck uh, Jack out in this spacesuit. RC is going to go with him. Miko is somehow not going to stow away, which I'm sure she would have if it hadn't been for the whole spacesuit thing. Yeah, I but- is so. Is this like the first time humans have actually needed spacesuits on Cybertron? Yeah, I think did they have spacesuits in Armada? Uh, I think maybe? they did. They had spacesuits for something. I don't think. I'm not sure if it was going to Cybertron. I'm pretty sure they had spacesuits on Cybertron there. Okay. They had them for I'm reasonably space. sure. They sure didn't in G1. <laughs> no, they did not. Just send that kid up there in his hard hat and khaki shirt. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yep. It'll be fine. Don't think that hard. We so, don't have money to to pay Fluoro Dairy or whoever to make a new model of him in a spacesuit. Yeah, we wouldn't have those exosuits till the year two thousand five. Yes, <laughs> monogrammed jumpsuit technology. <laughs> uh, so, but Miko does still want to know how he's going to go to the bathroom. Like, it's called a catheter, Miko. It's not. It's not fun. 
Yeah, just don't look it up. It's not worth it. Mm. And, oh god, and his mom's a nurse, so she probably had to put it in. Ew. Uh, I mean, she is his mom, so on the one hand, ew, but on the other hand, I'm sure it's nothing she hasn't seen before. Well, and your other option <laughs> is Fowler or, like, Ratchet and his giant metal hands. Oh! Oh my god. Tell me again, Nur- Nurse Darby, what hole is this supposed to go in? <laughs> I'll just jab it in one of these holes. He's got so many. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm having flashbacks to one of the more horrifying traumatic BDSM stories I had to edit. Oh no, no. Don't back. look up urethral sounding. Back oh god, to the episode. No, uh, oh. <laughs> back to the episode and never to return there. That uh, that was the point where I asked TMI. the editors to please never send me any more scene BDSM stories. TMI. Uh. Back to the um, dingus. <laughs> uh. So anyway, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, back on the nemesis, Orion is looking through, um, you know, the files he finds. In fact, that they had just kind of drawn this Ultra Magnus over Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. Aha. <laughs> they did a cheap HTML image swap. Yep. Yes. That's what happens when you get lazy, Megatron. Yep. You gotta be better about your encryption than that. You gotta yep. really, you gotta like take a magnet to that hard drive. So, hey, that's Optimus Prime, but that's, that's a picture of me. That means. Oh. That means I really do look like Optimus Prime. <laughs> huh. Well, that's crazy. You, do you think, do you think I could be Optimus Prime? Ah, that's dumb. It is Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, and so Megatron is all, he's watching all this and he's all, eh, this is, this is gonna last like one more episode tops. You better hurry. <laughs> And this is, we turn, find out this is called Project Icon, which I think is a reference to the Manhattan Project. I could oh. see that. Anyway, so, Jack and RC are on Cybertron, and Cybertron is hella busted. I mean, we sort of saw that, but I guess we hadn't really seen it quite so much from the ground level previously. Yes, and uh, but there's really a nice little melancholy moment here where, you know, RC's all kind of, you know, I, I wish I'd been able to show you this planet, you know, back before it, you know, was... Mostly on fire. No, the fire's been out for millennia. It's just dead and gray and broken. But Jack's excited to be on an alien planet, but RC's really down. Yeah. And, you know, then, and it turns out they are in Kaon, the Decepticon capital, and uh, there's nothing here except for vermin. (gasps) They have rats on Cybertron? Well, no, what they do have are huge-ass monsters, which we see skittering under this bridge. It had sort of a Viacon face, but, yeah, it had claws and... And Giant upper arms. And it it skitters in a very unsettling way. Yes. Yeah. While hanging upside down somehow and not making noise... I mean, It is a scary Deceptimonster. I mean, have you ever heard a bug make noise when it walks? Yes, but I have never seen a bug thirty feet tall, made of yeah, metal. Yeah, be making like on a metal planet. She'd be making like them noises. <laughs> Damn, or or at least clattering metal noises. 
Maybe they've got like pads or something. Maybe. I mean, that seems like the Not sort of Spider-Man. thing that you would want to like evolve when you're that sort of creature. Yes. And so, yes, and that, and it is, it is following them, and that is where we end the episode. Like my cat, who is a very good son. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, so hopefully this one is just, uh, gonna follow them around and bring them cyber moles. Aww, oh. leave them little dead rodents. That would be cute. Maybe. It won't do that. Or Viacon mole drones. <gasps> dun dun. <sighs> And so that is uh, Orion Pax Part 2. Again, like most Transformers, second part of a three-parters. It's a little draggy, but I really liked the Decepticon mind stuff and the Starscream yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very good Starscream stuff. It's good. There, there's a lot of talking, not a lot of action, really, but it does move at a good pace, probably because it's switching between so many different things. Like Decepticon base, Autobot base, Prime, and Starscream and stuff. Okay, so I want to know, is there an actual purpose? Because I know this isn't something that's unique to this. Is there an actual purpose to having lights inside a helmet lighting up someone's face? Because that seems like it would be distracting (laughs) and possibly cause a reflection on the inside of the helmet. So I know that the purpose for it is to show the actor's face. Yep, that's. But the, I mean, in like an actual. That's that's the reason. That's the only like it reason. Had, it's there to look cool. <laughs> because you're lighting up your face. There's light coming from the inside. We've been blocking. It's like I have a porch. I have Christmas lights in there that I turn on so I can see the cats on the porch. And when I turn on the lights, the cats can't see that well outside the porch. That's what's happening inside his helmet. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like it's that dark on Cybertron, but it's still got to be distracting. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem like the best idea. No. So yeah, I uh, so I'm looking forward to Orion the next week's episode, Orion Pax Part Three. There's a Part Three, Season of the Witch. <laughs> I mean, I guess. They have to set up the conflict in the first episode, and then the second episode is figuring out how to deal with the conflict. And then the third episode is actually dealing with the conflict, and figuring out how to deal with the conflict is boring. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, I kind of enjoyed this more than part two of the last season arc. Yeah, I think this definitely has more stuff going on. There's there's Starscream stuff, and Prime Starscream is always entertaining. Yeah, because... Well, that had more action. The so action great. was mostly destroying Unicron rocks, which got repetitive. Yeah. And I really don't like that Unicron design. Aw. But, but rocks. <laughs> They're dangerous. Maybe it was just the texture they had on it. It's just, rocks brown. crawl, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just like that. And also, I'm very charmed by that breakdown moment in this show. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good... I mean, it goes back to him, like, just hanging out. Wasn't that Marigrid Scott, too? Yes, it was, I think. He's the blue-collar Decepticon. Yeah. Which is good, because his color is literally blue. It's an important part of his characterization. Uh, So, of course, until next time, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. 
And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash underground, just like the Iacon Project, but more <laughs> underground. Underground. Yes. And uh, for the mere sum of $1 a month uh, to our page. Uh, donate to our Patreon. You can listen to our entire backlog of, uh, uh, bonus episodes, including two episodes, which is consisting of us blathering about Transformers the movie. So much Transformers the movie. We okay. have so much to say. You'll, Talk you'll listen to that episode. You'll never want to see Transformers the movie again. Talk about a Marvel <laughs> movies and Kimono Friends episodes and some other things I'm probably forgetting. What will the future Christ. hold? Who knows? We only sort of know. Well, at some point, Bumblebee's coming out. That's right. Ah, Bumblebee. <laughs> He's good. Uh, so, until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. <laughs>